Welcome to another Sports and Songs podcast. We're on season three, Andy, episode number 12. Today's the uh, January 30th, 2022 NFL Championship Sunday. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Cincinnati's already in. Cincinnati had the early game. It's going to the Super Bowl for the first time in 30 years. And the last two times they went, they played San Francisco. Oh, that's right. And loss of San Francisco, too, by the way. But it's always been San Francisco, Cincinnati, and they've gone. Oh, I didn't know that. Now, I do know that Cincinnati has the best record in the AFC for championship games. They're uh, batting 1,000. They're 3-0 and when they get to the games. They've won three games and never lost. So Joe Burrow is going to take them to the promised land. The other games going on right now as we speak. The Rams, as I've got on the cap, against the 49ers. And that's going to be part of the trivia question this week, Andy. Can you hear me? Yep, there we go. Um, the trivia question this week relates to NFC football. Okay. And it relates to the San Francisco 49ers in particular. The trivia question is, in the NFC West, how many teams did the 49ers beat this year? There's three other teams in their division. Okay. Okay. How many of those other three teams did they did they win? Remember, they play everyone twice. Yep, yep. The okay. Games they play everyone home and away. The opponents are the Cardinals, Seahawks, and the Rams. How many teams of those three did they beat? It could be going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think the number is going to be high, but you never know. All right, never that's a trivia question. All right. I'll get into my stuff here. Let's see it over here. Slideshow. And we click this button here. There we are. Start off with some of the big news of the week. The last active pro athlete to have been drafted by the Montreal Expos has retired. What? Is that real? Yeah. Have I ever lied to you? Tom Brady. I did not know that. That should have been the tri- trivia question. In 1995, the Montreal Expos decided to draft Brady in the 18th round of the 95 draft. At this time, he had been seen by the Expos scout, John Hughes, who was uh, intrigued, intrigued by this catching prospect. Hughes said, quote, for all of his good size at 6'4", he has a body we called pro- projectable where he had room to get stronger add weight and as a left-handed hitter which is nice for the catching position he had some tools he could really throw and had power for a catcher he had those things and stood out Tom Brady decided to go to college and the rest is as they say history wow great question yes so there we go I was not aware of that, Andy. The last Expos player drafted is officially retired now. So. That's awesome. All right. The high school boys basketball. He's going to run down the rankings here. These are as of the 12th. Uh, class 4A, you got Park Center, Shock PYZ are your top three still. Um, 3A, you got Tito Grace, Columbia Heights, and De La Salle. Columbia Heights moving up from six to two. 
two A. You got North can uh, still at number one with four and two record though. And then uh, yeah, Caledonia Morris area up there also. And then one A. Sleepy Eye St. Mary still one. Cass Lake still two, and Martin County West still three. All three of those teams undefeated. So the one A tournament could be very exciting this year. The girls in basketball, State of Minnesota, Class 4A. Not much change there. Chaska and Tonka switched spots, and that's about it. Uh, Hopkins still holding on to the one seed. 3A, still the same three. One, two, three. Austin Becker and Academy of Holy Angels. 2A, some jumping around. Minnehaha Academy still one. Good huge jumps from three to two. Holy Family up to from five to three. And the top three is not changing to 1A with Mountain Iron, Mayor, and Sleepy Eye, 1, 2, 3. In the high school basketball, unlike college, because you don't get to play each other much, top 10 don't vary very often in high school sports. College, it's – by the time it's printed, it's no good. So, boys hockey, from our friends at the Strib, yeah, Andover 1, Creighton Durham Hall, and Hill Murray, top three for 2A. And 1A, it's Hermantown, War Road, and Mamidai. Big shocker there. Illinois, yeah, 9 and 7, and they're the third ranked team. Just shows how tough the conference is over there. Mm. Girls hockey, <clears throat> Andover, Edina, and Tonka. Edina did beat Tonka this week, so that kind of hurt. Um, Tonka moved up from 4 to 3. Probably a strict schedule. They had tough games in there, too. And of course, War Road, Orono, and Proctor are your top three for 1A for girls. Andover still 20 and 0, the lady hockey team there. So go for hockey. Uh, the men split with Notre Dame. And uh, they got Michigan State at home coming this weekend. You see, they're 11 and 15. Overall, 8 and 6 at home, 7 and 5 on the road. And third in the Big Ten. With their records, so um, I, they don't have a Big Ten term for hockey. I mean, they do, but then it's all basically the NCAA term is what matters. Uh, they split with Notre Dame, who you see is doing well this year, also. So that wasn't a you know bad split. It was a good split. The Gals in their twenty fifth season here. Uh, they split with Ohio State. They lost it over time, then a win. But again, the number two state ranked team. So uh, that's good. Good look good for the girls there in the rankings coming out. And they got Bemidji State coming up this weekend at home. Let's see the gopher, the lady gophers are still first. So that should help. Uh, they should have their standings over all there too. Gopher wrestling. Goldie and his singlet there. Here's how they did in January. I mean, this is how tough the Big Ten is. They uh Lost to number one Iowa, beat number 15 Northwestern, beat number 10 Nebraska, lost to number nine Wisconsin, and lost to unranked Michigan. So that, that kind of hurt. That was a bad loss there. Then coming up, they got Illinois, Purdue, and Ohio State, who are not ranked currently at this time before the Big Ten tournament. So hopefully they get back on the winning ways here and do well and uh, head into that Big Ten tournament in the beginning of March. And and make things happen. There is the Big Ten standings right there for 
Russell, yeah, Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin, the top three. Uh, go for there on the nine. So uh, two and three overall, three and four, in, you know, two and three in conference, three and four overall. Not looking good, so they're going to have to pick things up these next few. <clears throat> like I said, everybody makes the conference tournament, so we'll have to see if they can get things going here. All right. This is kind of a soapbox thing. David Ortiz makes the Hall of Fame. This really bothers me. Ortiz had a career on-base percentage of 380. If you took Boz's career OBP and turned all of his home runs into outs, he still has a higher one. Wow. And yet, if you recall, uh, a few years ago, Ortiz was tested positive for PEDs too, and he makes them in first ballot. Now these other guys are not being in and being blacklisted by the Hall. Um, shortly after being elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame on the first try, Red Sox legend, as they say, David Ortiz, had a tough question answered. Considering that alleged steroid users like Barry Bonds, Clemens, and Sosa had just fallen off the ballot after their, their 10 years of eligibility, and he made as first year, when uh, it was reported he tested positive in 2003, did not play into the thinking of the voters. Ortiz, as he has throughout the years, discredited the quote-unquote survey testing that was done 19 years ago and noted that, now here's the wording, I'm just reading this, he noted that he never tested positive once Major League Baseball strengthened its PED testing in 2004. So once they really start testing, he never tested positive. Hmm. But what I read into that is since 2004, he was juicing like everybody else. Oh, you're testing? Okay, I'm done. Kind of like a lot of players in the NFL. They give you a three-week notice. We're testing for marijuana. If you still fail, you're an idiot because it'll be out of your system by then. They gave him warning. He stopped. So there, I said it. Uh, we had some coming out. This one, um, yeah, no, Ortiz said, all of a sudden, people are pointing fingers at me when they start drug testing, and I never fail the test. What does this tell us? Well, you never fail the test. doesn't mean you weren't taking them. It just means you never failed the test. It's pretty obvious there. Um, so that's why I, I know we talked to Tom Ball Tuesday about this a couple months ago on a special episode. Yes, Bonds and Clements did the drugs. They shouldn't be, and that's part of baseball the way it is. It's not an official rule, but I can see why people don't let them in. But you're still the all-time home run hitter. You still got to hit the ball. Clements, you still got to throw the ball to a certain point. You know, yeah, he probably hit it farther. Would Bonds still have had 762 home runs if he didn't juice? We'll never know. It's just he wouldn't have had the monster shots. Um, before he started juice when he was in Pittsburgh, he was on his way to a Hall of Fame career. So I I see why people don't want him in. He cheated the game. I get it. But they let Ortiz in. Big Ten for football is considering changing their schedule. The conference has already announced its schedule for 2022, but beyond that, uh, there's reports the Big Ten is considering eliminating its East and West divisions and going to just nine to eight league games. Big Ten administration has discussed dropping to eight games beginning in 2023, 
so it could create matchups with teams from the Pac-10 and ACC conferences, with which the trio has been a working agreement called the Alliance. So it's kind of like what we were saying a while ago, have the bowl games early or do something like basketball does with other conferences play a couple games instead of playing little sister Mary school of the blind or something like that. So if big 10 does go with this for all conferences, I think it could be a great thing. Um, you know, for both the ACC, the PAC 10 and us, it'd be great. Um, since moving to the East West structure in 2014, the East has won all eight big 10 title games including the last four by double digits. Most of which the traditional powers, quote, quote, of the conference, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and Michigan State are all on the East. Is it because of the six, seven schools that got in the West cried? I don't know. But, um, I kind of like the conference, the East and West idea. I wish I could keep that and still keep uh, that. And we're going to play the Pac 12 or the ACC or something like that. If they could find a way to do both. That would make me a smile on my face and a song in my heart. Well, the Gophers are going to start their uh, season against New Mexico State this year. Yes. That's where Jerry Kill is coaching. Yes. So that'll be their season opener. Uh, Arizona State is typically one of the uh, worst 10 teams in college football, typically. Yeah, but still. Yeah, interesting now. They get Jerry Kill coming to town for the first season opener game for uh, 2022 football. Still kind of reception he gets when he gets back. Yes. KG. Not Chris Gustin from Mayor Lutheran, but the basketball player. Oh, yes. Um, Aaron then wanted him to be to to, uh, have him buy in on the team. Um, So far, Aaron and Mark Lohr own about 20% of the Timberwolves. That hasn't stopped them from talking up active roles within the organization, take up active roles in the organization. However, and now it seems like they want to move up with some odd guys and they want to get KG in on here. According to Charlie Walters of the Pioneer Press, who dropped all sorts of bombs as bi-monthly column this weekend. There's buzz around insider circles that A-Rod Lore want Kevin Garnett to the fray as a minority investor. I don't know how much more minority you can get. You only own 20%, but they want him in on it too. Plans reportedly call for a $100 million investment from uh, Garnett and includes a lot. This is the part that blew me away. Includes a long-awaited jersey retirement plus a statue erected outside Target Center. I did not know KG's number is not retired yet. Hmm. It's uh, Malik Seeley, his number two, which uh, when he died tragically when when Garnett played here, they retired his number, and they retired a jersey with the name Flip on it. That's the only two retirees the Timberwolves have. Okay. Have we had a lot of players worthy of it? No. Garnett is the only other one, and they haven't done it yet. So that will be answered here shortly. Um, Apparently, Glenn Taylor and Kevin Garnett are not best of friends. Um, At one time when um, Glenn Taylor wanted to sell the team, Garnett said, hey, I want in. I want to I want to buy. And all of a sudden, Taylor's like, oh, I guess we're not selling. And wouldn't sell to him. So it's been some uh, heated issues there. In fact, here's the numbers of the story. In the summer of 2020, Taylor put the Wolves up for sale. Garnett immediately expressed interest as a minority owner of the helpful investment group. 
But shortly after, Taylor denied that Garnett had any association in acquiring the team. Hmm. Garnett was not happy after that. Uh, eventually, the rumors surfaced that former MLB great Alex Rodriguez, along with business partner Mark Laurie, would, were front runners to winning Glenn Taylor's heart and purchasing the rights to the Timberwolves. April of 2021, it was made official. A-Rod and Laura would purchase the Wolves organization through a three-year process that transferred it over in chunks. But if they're bringing KG back to Target Center, he has number 21 retired. Um, I think there's also a big statue of uh, George Mikan already at Target Center. So I don't know if the Garnet one would be outside or inside. Um, me personally, I'd put it inside. Because basketball is a winter sport. It's cold outside. I know, I know the if I was to go to Target Field again and the few times I went a few years ago, it was nice to see the statues outside because you're at a ball game. It's summer. You could take your picture with the statue. I don't want to be all bundled up standing up there freezing my can off holding a metal statue with my arm around Kevin Garnett for the picture. Bring it inside. Get a nice picture taken. It would just be better that way, I think. little music news here. Kid Rock uh, announced he was coming to concert at the XL Energy Center April 9th, Saturday. He's scheduled to be here. But he's also mentioned also that, hey, if uh, your city or state has a whole bunch of your mask mandates and this and that, he'll cancel. At this point right now, I'm guessing he's going to cancel the XL Energy date unless things change. Um this is why I think, guys, you're not going to see a lot of big bands want to play Target Center, XL, or anything anymore because of these. They could probably, instead of fighting all that and going through all those hoops, they could probably make as much money as playing casinos or something else or playing in St. Cloud or Rochester instead of playing in the cities. Yeah. Um, so, like we, yeah, Mankato. Like we say every week right now for the last four, few months here, if you like your tickets to go see Kid Rock, God bless you, go. But make sure you return the, read the return policy. If he cancels, what, how do I get my money back? How does this go? So either that or ride, ride it out. And two days beforehand, you can still, I'm sure, find tickets online. So Odell Beckham Jr. I kind of like this. I thought that was kind of funny. When he got this deal with the Rams, it was worth 750 k he wanted to be paid in Bitcoin. The price then Bitcoin was sixty four thousand two ninety three. It's now thirty five thousand four hundred. And at the time, his deal's worth four hundred twelve thousand dollars, almost four thirteen. But he's taxed based on the three quarters of a million dollars it was written for. So at the state and federal level, that's fifty, just over fifty percent, <laughs> which means he's going to take home just over thirty five k this year. So, oh, oh my god. Way to go, Odell, really. I didn't see one party years in Bitcoin. If you want to try to be the investor that way, I, I guess I got no problem with that. But to roll the dice and have it all in there and just have it kind of bite you in the shorts right here like this, I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, I'd, And the and the federal and state tax level, oh, my goodness. Yeah, between Ohio and California where his two checks are coming from, yeah. Hey, Interesting. You're the, one who, you're the one who wanted to play in California, pal. Then again, if he makes the Super Bowl and wins it, who's laughing then? Andy Reid, I guess I knew this, but didn't realize until I saw the fact. First head coach 
And since the merger to bring two different teams to four straight conference championships. Okay, really? He did it with the Eagles for four years there, and they got the one time in. Now at the Chiefs, he's done it four years in a row. And 20 years apart from the first one with the Eagles to the one today. So that's a, that's a, that is unreal. Yeah. To not only have your team go, I mean, Marv Levy did it with the Bills four straight. I don't even know any other team has gone four straight, let alone one guy who's done it twice. You know, I think the Vikings did it, what, three out of four years or three out of five. The Cowboys had a string like that four out of six years, something, you know, but four straight with two different teams, roughly 20 years apart. That's unreal. Wow. You know, I mean, you see the one guy who makes it, Back to back, or with two different teams, and it's fifteen years apart. You go, well, good for him for keeping up with sign of the times. But he did it four straight years for two different teams. So, a little NASCAR news here. Next week is the Bush Clash at the Coliseum, where they've taken the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum and tarred it all up. You can see all the pictures on NASCAR's website. Then uh, a couple weeks after that, they got the duels, and then Daytona in two weeks. After now, a lot of the people are ripping on the clash at the Coliseum. Oh, it's a joke, it's not a real racetrack. Blah 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 blah. It's basically an exhibition game, it's like a spring training or something else. So, there's no it doesn't count for points in the standings, it, it's an exhibition. So, yeah, it's only 150 laps, 37.5 miles. It's not a it's an exhibition for crying out loud. So go ahead and make fun of the track. Say it's small. Say it's this and that. It's almost like Major League Baseball playing at the Field of Dreams. Right. Oh, that game counts though, right? Oh, that one counted. So it'd be like similar to that if it, if it was an exhibition. Well, so it's like the Twins' first exhibition. Game. That's like the Twins' first exhibition game every year is against the Gophers. You know, it's just practice. They're just getting the stuff out, running it, and making some. 37 miles. Yeah. Getting the fans back into it again. Hey, here we go. Here's some spring training racing, oh. you know. So just relax. Enjoy it. Reported today, Mets reliever Jeff Ennis has passed away of cancer at the age of 59. Uh, Jeff Ennis was a side armor who made nearly 300 relief appearances as a member of the Mets during the 80s and 90s. Died Sunday after a battle with cancer the team announced. He was 59 years old. Uh, his family recently set up a GoFundMe page to help with fundraising for the care. Uh, the latest update, the 27th, read as follows. Um, they want to say thanks for the kind words. Uh, they had him, he was flown down to Georgia to be with family. We are still accepting donations and preparation for the impending hospital bills and funeral arrangements. So any help would be welcomed. Uh, I haven't heard this officially yet today, but I would not be surprised to see the Mets, a lot of players that cut the checks and cover these bills, no problem. So great there, go for me, but I'm pretty sure we'll be down by Tuesday or Wednesday because players will sign in. Uh, as far as the Mets coverage goes, that's where I got this information from was a Mets site. Uh, when he was there, he had 68 games, were part of seven big league seasons there. Um, he was originally joined the Mets as a 13th round pick in 83. Drafted by the way of University of Illinois. He made it to the big leagues in 87. Uh, he wouldn't become a fixture with the Mets until 91. 
would later be spent time with the Padres, the Twins, and the Phillies organizations before he retired in 95. Mm-hmm. Um, Amaro's pitcher, he's a decent middle relief pitcher. Um, serviceable, decent guy. So, uh, and, you know, I heard, saw someone on their websites going, well, what did he die of? What kind of cancer? And I guess my answer is, does it matter? You know, so... Yeah, so Jeff Ennis passed away. Also, I heard today uh, Dr. Johnny Fever, Howard Hessman, passed away. So. Oh, yes, yes. That is true. The Olympics. Now, here's something, Dan, maybe you could help me. I don't know if things have changed here. Uh, they're still giving out free condoms to the athletes at the Olympics, but they can't hug or shake hands. You're stuck in a dilemma there. I, I Usually, I thought you started with shaking hands and hugs and went from there, but I guess... You just got to skip the formalities and go right to it, I guess. I don't know. It's uh, They've changed. Maybe they do things different in Beijing. I don't know. Yes. It'll be interesting because now that starts, is it this week? Uh, this week is opening ceremony, yeah. So, okay. you know, don't need a mask, but here's a condom. Three condoms, but no hugging. No shaking hands. No touching. No. So... I don't know how that's going to happen. That that should be an Olympic sport right there, but maybe it is on pay-per-view. I don't know. Nice. Concerts, like we said, we mentioned the Kid Rock one earlier, so all these concerts, like our disclaimer, please check your return policies before you buy them. Brett Michaels, he's going to be up out of Taylor County. It's kind of a nice live event here. Uh, sure. Him and Jack Russell's Great White, along with Vixen and Lilith. So uh, that should be a nice concert set right there. March number 18. Let's go to some dates coming up at Medina here. Winger and George Lynch, February 5th. Hype will be there on the 12th. We'll have the 70s Magic Sunshine Band. Two two bands I really want to see it. I haven't got out to see either one. I, they're on my uh, things to-do list. Trilogy, March 26th. Looks like a great bill. I'm not a fan of any three bands like this, but I think the three of them together booked is a good, good concert. Mm-hmm. Um, so that if you're into that, if you're into the Doors, Pink Floyd, and Zeppelin, March 26th at Medina. There it is, April 30th. Lita Ford and Jack Russell's Great White. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. Now that one, I will not be able to go to. Um, because of the restraining order. I had to tell Lita Ford a few years ago that I'm married, and I'm sorry, honey, she's got to let it go. But she just hasn't taken no as an answer. So, you can't um, go. I'll go in your I can't go because of the restraining order. So um, so if you could, like, just – if you're there putting it on your phone, I could listen to it. That'd be fine. It's the whole, you know, 50 feet thing and everything else, you know. So Nice. And uh, Jack Russell's great white night. You know, they're, they've been around for a long time. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's got Brett Michaels coming up. and he's, If you miss them there, you catch them down here or catch both so you can find the difference in the shows. And, of course, Slash with Miles Kennedy um, coming up here. going to be at Prior Lake on February 26th. I don't know how else I can say this. I, I have more and more every time. I just am enjoying Miles Kennedy music more and more. Um, Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. But him with Slash, if you get a chance to look that up on YouTube or Spotify, 
I highly recommend it. Good, good sound. Very, how can I say this? It's not different. It's not like, oh, this is really different. I'll listen to it. But it's not the same old heavy metal hard rock bands either, you know? Mm. So he, highly recommend a little slash Miles Kennedy action there for you. Now, where is that at? At, the, uh, at Mystic. Mystic Lake, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good show to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of you've heard of Prior Lake. You know where that's at? Yes, uh, I've seen I've seen some shows there. Have you? Pretty good, pretty nice. Yeah. Actually. I haven't seen any shows there. Um, I wouldn't mind going to that one. That'd be a decent one to go to. Which is really weird, you know. You take it away. Well, it's Slash, he's playing just at Mystic Lake. Yeah, again, you're very you're up close to the stage. Uh, yeah, if you're down in the front row, it's it's. And I don't know how that works with their cut and everything else. Is it, if I walk through it, it's as much as pocket there than from Target Center, <laughs> you know, just a lot less hoops and angles and legalities and, you know, T-shirts and beer sales. Like that. Yeah. I didn't say that. I was trying to not get too political here. I, I guess I'm still just blown away by no hugging and handshaking at the Olympics. I just. Yeah, that's. Wow. That's bad. That's sad. Which I've noticed a lot at college basketball games. You notice lately, some some games they'll shake hands. Others they just all kind of wave at each other from across the bench afterwards. It's kind of different how that works. Um, one other note I saw on college basketball: Arizona State coach Bobby Hurley, little Bobby from from Dukey, yeah, lost his temper, and got all upset because you know. You can't play dirty the way he was taught in college in the other schools anymore. Um, so he's he's having to adjust that you got to play by the rules. So uh, he's not accounting that, not adjusting well to that. So too bad for you, Bobby. Hurst. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that post on the Facebook page. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. I you know, and that I, him late are the two reasons I can't stand Duke, and yeah. and. Great, great Grayson Allen or Garrett, whatever his name is. Grayson. Yeah, whatever. I can't stand him because of those guys. I don't know how Grant Hill came out of that group because he's such a decent person. How he came out of that group with Hurley and Leitner and all them. But thank God Krzyzewski's done after this year. We don't have to hear about him anymore. But I digress. Yeah, college basketball again. I put the rankings up on the Facebook page when they're posted, but by the time we get here to the show, they've all lost and changed into one. It's not even worth going over anymore, in my opinion. But as soon as they're posted, we do put them on Facebook, so you can follow us on Sports and Songs there to see the listings. Um, and as upsets come up and scores come up, we do post it there too, but that'd be another 45 minutes right here just to update that all the time if we went through them. But uh, that, that's why I think I love college basketball so much. It changes as fast as you print the list, top 10. They've played three games, and that list is no good anymore. The, the, um, the, the Golden Gopher women's hockey, uh, I did a piece on this in my bonus episode. Yep. Uh, as far as the schedule that they've played, how tough it, it's been, uh, back-to-back weeks of playing the top, top teams in the nation. Yep. I mentioned on my show is – the last six games of the season are, are all unranked teams. So they should slide into that or skate into that pretty good 
with a good beefed up win win loss record because they got those early losses uh, out of the yep. way, I think. And even though it's not pretty, they're still ranked uh, two in the nation, I believe. So. And one thing I want to wrap up too is we got high school sports uh, end of February here, just a few weeks away. Uh, state tournaments every weekend at XL coming up. Again, going down there, I don't know what they're going to let in for high school sports fan-wise. I know Channel 45 on their website has great packages to buy if you want to watch some of the other games that they don't televise. So if you're really into that, instead of spending the money on the tickets going down there, look into that to buy the streaming service to watch. Yeah, it'll be interesting here. Uh, uh, we're going to yeah. head into February here this week. And then yeah. before you know it, March Madness will be here and the seasons will be winding down, the regular seasons, the conference championships, and then all the tournaments and um, everything for college and high school. It's going to get fun. Yeah. And I've heard we'll no cover, news. Then we're going to start covering some USFL football. April. Yep. I've heard no news on the uh, Major League Baseball lockout. Still lockout, but we're making progress, but they won't say on what. So I, I don't know. Uh, the week of the 14th is when they're supposed to start spring training. I mean, things can be signed next week and they'll be fine. Uh, a lot of the owners are saying they have no problem missing games. So that said, I. They had no problems missing games. What's the hang-up? You know, is that their scare tactic going, fine, we won't play games. We don't yeah, care. It, it might be. So with that said, do we get abbreviated schedule again? Do we go late? Do we fix seven-inning doubleheaders? You know. Don't know. Let's hope they can get it fixed to the next week and we don't lose any spring training. And we can get into it because there are a lot of teams – Rumors are going around about trades, but they can't say or talk to anybody because of a lockout. But you know they've been talking to people too. The, the boys have been talking from team to team, you know. Um, a lot of talks were made before the lockout. They just can't officially sign them. Um, Carlos Carrera is a big name that comes up a lot where he was supposed to go. And uh, with that said, so we'll see. We shall see. And then uh, Carlos Beltran for the Mets, or one of the teams he played for was the Mets. Yep. He's up for Hall of Fame next year. A lot of people think he can make it. But a nice strategical move, the Yankees signed him to work for the Yes Network. So if he does make the Hall of Fame next year, the Yankees could say, look at our employee going into the Hall of Fame. That's just the, the anti-Yankee me coming out, but the smart businessman to me is going, nice move. So interesting. Yep. Beltran. Very good. Beltran's one of the names. That's what I got, sir. Trivia question answer? Yes. I was thinking about it. Okay. The Seahawks didn't do well, so they had to have beat them one of the two games, I would guess. The Cardinals started out hot. And I guess you've heard this swept the Rams. So I'm gonna say they beat two of the teams. So there's three teams in the yeah. teams in the conference. Um the question for the trivia was. How many of the remaining three teams did they did they beat during the course of the 2021 season? Yep. Uh, the answers would have been uh, anywhere from zero to, to three, right? The answer was one. They only oh, wow. beat one team all year in their, own, in their own division. And that was the Rams, and they beat them twice. They swept oh, wow. the Rams. So the 49ers 
got swept by the Cardinals and got swept by the Seahawks. Jeez. They only went four and four at home. They only had two wins in their own division. The 49ers finished third in their own division, got into the wild card as the sixth seed. And now they find themselves in the NFC title game playing the Rams. Um, they beat the Rams six straight final? times. You see the final? No. Rams 20, 49ers 17. So the Rams did beat them. Yes. So Rams, Bengals. I just Bengals, up here on my Google machine. Rams, Bengals, Super Bowl. And that was at, and they played. So they're going to the Super Bowl, which is also the site of the Super Bowl. And it's a home team for a team playing in it. I, I think my picks today were Cincinnati and the Rams, were they not? They are correct. What's your record, Andy? Um, we'll see how 6-0 and and the first weekend, 2-2 two and two last. So what, 10-2. and 10-2, 12 games. Yes. Wow. And I'm not going to make my Super Bowl pick here. I have to go over – I have to study film. You know, I have to check the charts, check with my uh, my staff. We'll tell a – you know, me and the interns have to get together and go over film on that. So. so Matthew Stafford now going to the Super Bowl in his first year with the Rams. That looks like a genius trade now. Yes. And oh, Joe Burrow going to the Super Bowl with the Bengals. Yeah. LSU guy. His second year at LSU, he leads him to a national championship. His second year in the pros for Mr. Burrow. Yeah, and he started where? Ohio State, right? Uh, he was LSU. Was he, finished, he finished yeah. there, but where did he start at? Ohio I State. thought it was Ohio State, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. So that'll be interesting. That'll be a good game. And remember, there's a two-week gap. We've got the Pro Bowl coming up next. That'll be played in Vegas. And then the Super Bowl yep. in SoFi Stadium. I guess Thursday night they have a skills competition or something for the NFL. Okay. Now, here's my question for you. With the, every other sport does it. The, the Pro Bowl for the NFL, half the guys skip out. They really don't. No one's going to do anything harmful to anybody. Once the NFL said, all right, after like 10 weeks of the season, we're taking three weeks off. Week off, Pro Bowl, week off. That's their bye weeks. They all get the same bye weeks. But they throw the Pro Bowl in the middle of the season. Hmm. You think they'd be interested in it then? I don't know if they would be because the there could be, once again, injuries. Well, They're kidding all of them, though. But okay, that made the Pro Bowl basically a flag football game. So that's basically what it turns out to be anyway, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a tough nut to crack that Pro Bowl game. No one goes, yeah. no one cares. It's a big to do, at least when they're going to Hawaii. All the players want the bonus for making the team, but then when they make the team going, can't go, I'm having shoulder surgery, or I'm gonna and now with it is when it's here in the States and that the week for the Super Bowl, none of the players in the Super Bowl teams are gonna go, which really never did anyway to start with. But you're definitely not going to go to the Pro Bowl if you got the Super Bowl the next week. Yeah, so if you play the championship, it's a good, it's a good point. Really the, the Pro Bowl coming up next week will be played. The players will be there, except for the players from the Rams that are elected to the Pro Bowl and the Bengals. So right, and probably the Forty Nine substitutions now come in. Maybe the Forty Nine and Chiefs too, because you just played the week before. Yeah. No, I, I. The last thing I do is be around other people right now. I just lost a championship game. <laughs> you know. So after. 50 years of the Super Bowl never being played. 
consisting of a team playing at home. Now we right. did two back-to-back years. And one last thing without patting myself on the shoulder that we'll get to your album review. If you look at the social media today, I did make my picks, Cincinnati and the Rams. Mr. Chris Lance popped off. He'd buy a round if I was right. I saw it. I saw we'll be, it. We'll be at Riverside Friday night. Chris the Lance buying rounds. The Riv. Our islands. Now this two-for-one special happy hour. No. Long Islands and Raspberry Commie Shots on Chris Lance. That'll be interesting to post. Yes. Uh, uh, we'll see how that goes. And you can post some photos after that event. I'm thirsty already, Chris. Thirsty. That was good. I did see that right away. I got a chuckle. I called him right after that. I don't think the ball would drop in the net in the Bengals game when the kick went through. I said, I like Long Islands. He said the Rams haven't won yet. I said, I like nice. Long Islands. So I we can't shall believe see. it. Well, we had all these games that come down to the final kick in divisional yep. games, and now we get uh, the championship games uh, very close. Came down the last minutes too, yeah. Beautiful. Awesome, awesome football, and now we get the Pro Bowl in between. Yeah, well. All right, oh, well. album of the week? Yes, go ahead, fire away. Here's the album of the week. Going to do a little heart album of the week. Nice. Baby, Baby Lestrange. Baby Lestrange is the album of the week by Heart. It's their fifth studio album. Released in 1980 on Valentine's Day, of course. February 14th, Valentine's Day, they uh, released this. It's the first album without their founding member, uh, Roger Fisher, on lead guitar. He left the band months prior to this, along with his brother, Michael, who was manager. So they're going through a shuffling after their four albums were complete. Now they're on album five, get rid of the lead guitarist. They moved Nancy Wilson into that role now. And so they really don't have one. They used Howard Lease on, uh, on a bunch of the songs here on this album. But the album was a commercial success, peaking at number five on the U.S. Billboard 200 charts and spending two, 22 weeks on the chart. Certified gold. Here's the songs. Baby Lestrange, song one. Song, song two, Down on Me. Song three, Silver Wheels. Silver Wheels was an instrumental, uh, very good, done by Nancy Wilson. Song four is Break. Song five, Rockin' Heaven Down. Song six, Even It Up. Now, Even It Up was released... Uh, that was the first release uh, of this album in January 1980. And in the background, you hear the horn section. The horn section, good trivia question there. It's backed up by the po- the Tower of Power horn section. Ah. Tower of Power does the horn section there on that song. They brought them in. I think three players, saxophone players, appear on Even It Up here by Hark. And that's Tower of Power, very popular. It's still around today. Yep. Strange Night is song number seven. Raised on You is song eight. Uh, Raised on You was all the instruments except for the drums were done by Nancy Wilson. Their uh, photo on the right, Nancy does the lead vocals and plays all the instruments on that song uh, and does not partake in that song. They usually have like one song, an album like that where Nancy sings, correct? Yes, yes. Oh, and, does, and does all the rest and 
And there's usually sometimes like this one, there's an instrumental. Um, the song number nine is Pilot. Song 10, Sweet Darling. And so 10 songs, there's an instrumental. One song is done by Anne, uh, Nancy. So Anne does eight of the songs. And some of them too are just acoustic. And there's piano work in, in some of them too. So there's not a lot of heavy lead guitar, but they got rid of uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Fisher there, the Fisher Brothers. Um, the rest of the band comprises Ann Wilson, their lead vocals. Uh, she's on the left, Nancy Wilson, guitars, rhythm guitars, acoustic. Also, uh, and she's on the right. Howard Lease, Howard Lease, longtime heart member, uh, does play lead guitar on a couple tracks, guitars on the rest, and some backup and rhythm guitars. Steve Fossen plays bass. Michael DeRocher is on the drums. Now, song 10, Sweet Darling, also the piano on that. That's a slow, really good song, actually. Sue Ennis, longtime friend of the Wilson sisters. Sue Ennis is the pianist there on that track. Sue Ennis. And let's see. So it just went gold. 37 minutes, 30 seconds is the album length. It's their fifth album. It's considered genre hard rock. Yeah, there was kind of that. Because there wasn't much after the uh, 70s where there was no rock and roll category. It was hard to be rock and roll. Correct. So it, it fell rock, in there. Hard rock or whatever, you know. I listened to it again, you know, th this week. There's some. There's a couple throwaway songs, I think, on the album. The rest are very good. And there's a handful of songs that are very underrated, actually, as well. They released Even It Up, Raised On You, and Baby Lestrange. Recorded it in Seattle, released on Valentine's Day. That's the album of the week, Heart, Baby Lestrange, 1980. One goal. If you get a chance on YouTube, look up Heart's Hall of Fame induction. Pretty cool there. It was nice to see that. Um, I sent Dan a video this week. I was looking through that stuff. Allison Chains with Gretchen Wilson doing Barracuda. Now that was that, unreal. The, uh, that was a rendition by Allison Chains, also Seattle band, does a rendition yep. of Barracuda that they use Gretchen Wilson on lead vocals, and she belts out the lead vocals, arguably about as equivalent of Ann Wilson. Right, Gretchen Wilson, very very good singer. Uh, she's done some other heart songs, other cover songs. But as I was looking through that, there was one other heart cover one. Intern Abby brought it up to me. Fergie doing Barracuda. Fergie. I made it about three words in and turned it off. Wow. So Too just, much? Yeah, if you, as you're searching, just don't do it. Don't, don't even do it. No. Unless you're, unless you're mad at the missus and you want to play it, then go ahead. But don't. No. It, it's not. Fergie? No. Yeah, no. Ouch. Now, I did see the link of that video of Slash performing as a youngster with no glasses on. Oh, wow. Did I send that to you? No. A very rare uh, a teenager. I think he was 15 years old. Slash is a teenager playing lead guitar on stage. Some YouTube deal I, I, I ran across this week with Slash with no glasses on. And... Another one I saw, God, it had to be a, it's an older video. It was Slash with Miles Kennedy. It was an Ozzy Osbourne tribute over in Europe somewhere. 
but Slash with Miles Guy doing Crazy Train. Really? That's pretty good. Like uh, Donington or something? Yep. And Ozzy and Sharon are in the crowd watching, and Ozzy's watching it like you know, it's like a surgeon watching someone else do surgery. He's like really involved watching how you know, he's not like getting. He's like critiquing it as he's watching it. You know, you just like hear the gears going in his head, going, you know, he's <laughs> kind of fun watching that. You know, and Sharon's trying to get into it, and Ozzy's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" You know, <laughs> interesting stuff. Uh, that's all I've got for Elton and sports. Uh, congrats to the. Bengals and Rams will see them in the Super Bowl. Um, you're going to see a post coming up this week, social media-wise. So here's a little input for you all right now. If you play high school baseball, town ball baseball, or college baseball, please, on our Twitter account, Sports and Songs 1, send in your pictures for the all-flow team. Oh, yes, all-flow. So hair. The hair, Alex, yes. Awesome yep. hair. Yes, we want the preseason team, then we'll – if you're not, if you don't think you qualify now, send in your before picture, then you're after, after the season. There is a second category if you're skin bald but have a beard. The Michael Lavalier category. Oh, yes. If you got a bald head but a beard, that's like miscongeniality. We'll have a category for that too. But if you're in high school, got a full beard and a bald head, man, God bless you, you're in. But. <laughs> We're going to put together the preseason rankings for that. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, we'll put something on Twitter this out. week. We'll get together with Town Ball Tuesday and put something out this week on that. Send in your nominations. Nominate yourself or a teammate. Because it will come to a culmination Labor Day weekend at the state baseball yeah. tournament. The all-flow team will be announced. Yeah. High school, town ball teams, college teams. If you think you got, well, I kind of got long hair going, here's my preseason here. Then we'll see how you do through the season. Kind of go how you do with that. So that'll be fun. It's always a good time. All right. So anything that, else? Get that back to the school haircut now. <laughs> and then not again until September. Awesome. All right. Have a good week. All right. See ya. See you next time.